Baylor University proudly presents The John Morris Show. Baylor University, where lights shine bright. This is The John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for the Baylor Bears. Just being part of a group like that and saying that I did it, um, obviously wishing I could do it longer, uh, but knowing that I had an opportunity to go up there and play against the best and be one of the best in a, in a system that did not have a lot of, like, a lot of people in it, but it's pretty powerful and it, it's, uh, it's pretty humbling in, in a lot of different regards. The John Morris Show is also brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, by Marineland Boating Center, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. I, I see the guys that I played with, uh, they're scouting or, or they're in the front office now and, you know, or they're managing in the big leagues, you know, stuff like that. Like a lot of coaches right now that I actually played with, are, that's really fun, just being able to say, hey, what are you guys hearing? What are you guys doing? What kind of analytics? You know, so I'm trying to learn still a lot from what they're doing and how they're doing it. But at the same time, we can kind of throw back to right when we were still playing and, and kind of kind of mess around with each other pretty good too. Now, from the Petty Clinic Low-T Studio, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi and welcome, John Morris Show on a Monday, beginning a new week, 6th day of July 2020. Coach Steve Rodriguez in the open. Uh, how can you have a 4th of July without baseball? Well, we just did. <laughs> but we'll hear from Coach Rod coming up uh, in a bit this hour. Uh, some of his from our uh, most recent Sikkim podcast with Coach Rod. Uh, Derek Smith did the interview, and a lot of what they talked about was Coach Rod's experience in the major leagues and some really good stories there. And we'll share part of that with you coming up in the hour. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. John Morris and Garrett Ross in studio coming off the, uh, the long holiday weekend, long for most folks. Uh, Garrett, you have a good one. I did. Uh, my dad came down and his wife, so we went out to the lake and hung out with them for a little bit. So that was nice. It was fun to actually see some people and just enjoy the moment <laughs> and not get caught up in everything around yeah. what's going on. But yeah, it was fun. That's good. Were there uh, many people out there or was it sparsely populated? It was packed. Was it really? It was packed, man. We were out at Spiegelville Park. Yeah. And there were so many people out there. Oh, and great. We went for a ride on the lake, and I mean, there was pe boats, you know, left or right. Yeah. And stuff. So, yeah, people were definitely taking advantage of it. Whether yeah. that's a good thing or a bad thing, it was yeah. happening. Well, I guess in boats on the lake, I mean, you're going to be more than six feet apart, yeah. depending on who's on the boat with you, uh, if it's just family or, you know, I don't know. But the social distancing, mm -hmm. I guess, can uh, can factor in there when you're out on a boat. It can, but, you know, the good thing is, while there were a lot of people out there, the, sp the spots at campsites are separated, you know, so there's social true. distancing yeah. between everybody like that. But overall, yeah, it was fun. What about your weekend? Well, <laughs> as we talked about on Thursday, uh, we had a little road trip this weekend, and it went well. Um, to recap, we went to Georgia and back mm -hmm. uh, to pick up a dog. Uh, left on Thursday, finished the show here, right. uh, went home, packed up, and left, and uh, went to Jefferson, Georgia, which is past Atlanta, around Atlanta, I think another hour beyond there. And it's this uh, great uh, couple up there, Marianne and Chris. And I'm sorry, I don't know their last name, but my wife had gotten real close to Marianne just through 
Instagram and emailing mm-hmm. and knew uh, that she had golden doodles available there. And so not only did Terry, my wife, want a golden doodle, she wanted that golden doodle. A specific one. Yes, from there. <laughs> so that's what we did. So uh, it was 950 miles one way. So we traveled 892 miles wow. <laughs> in three days. <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically I-20 most of the yeah. way. You know, when we, we went up, uh, we could have cut across, you know, on 31 and it caught I-20 over in East Texas. But we went up to Dallas and then cut over on I-20, went through uh, Shreveport, uh, you know, all the way through Louisiana, went through Mississippi. We stayed Thursday night in Birmingham, Alabama. So we did the majority of the drive right. on Thursday and got up on Friday morning and had about three, as it turned out, closer to four hours to go to get to their house, uh, including the traffic around Atlanta. You've heard those stories? Yeah, I've heard it's horrible. I think they're true. Yeah. I mean, this was and this was July 3rd, probably a holiday for most people. Yeah. And it was still, you know, just kind of even on the loop around town, it was sort of bumper to bumper traffic. Uh, and uh, so around Atlanta and to their house. Got there, visited with them a little bit, did the handoff, mm. and one hour later we were back on the road. <laughs> so it wasn't even, you know, wasn't even spend much time there. But they are such great people. I mean, she is just in so invested right. in these dogs and um uh, you know, just just has brought them up right through the first twelve weeks of their life. There were nine of them, and uh, we got one of the females. And then we pack up and then we're back on the road and started back and we didn't have a reservation anywhere coming back so this is friday night we thought we'd just get on the road kind of see you know how far we wanted to drive and then just make reservations there so we we shot for vicksburg mississippi Mm -hmm. uh close to halfway maybe just a smidge closer to waco than it is uh, uh jefferson georgia so vicksburg mississippi was our target to get to and spend the night friday night Went online, made reservations uh, at a place, and that was pet. Now we had to find a place right. that's pet friendly, you know, yeah. on a Friday night, and uh, made reservations at the place. Got there, walked in, you know, holding the little pup. Her name's Annie. Uh, walked in, and the guy, kind of in broken English, says, "Not pet friendly," and we said. Oh, you're not pet friendly. Not pet friendly. And he wasn't very friendly himself. And <laughs> But their website, I mean, it's why we made the reservation right. there, because it said they were pet friendly. So we made that point. Uh, well, your website is wrong. And all he kept saying was, not pet friendly. I said, okay, thanks. Happy Fourth wow. of July to you. <laughs> so we went. Fortunately, there was uh, three hotels in a row right there. We went to one right next door. It was a Holiday Inn Express and walked in, asked, and they said, no, sorry, we're not. She was very nice about it. I said, do you know any here close that are pet friendly? She said, well, that La Quinta right next door is. And we're going there. And she was very nice about <laughs> right. it, you know. And so we went there, didn't have reservations, but got right in, pet friendly, and uh, spent the night there. Got up Saturday morning, got back here about 4. So That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 1,892 miles over the weekend. Oh, that's a trick. Over three days. <laughs> we saw some territory. That's five five states we traversed. How did the dog do on the ride back? Very good. Well, for the start of it was not so great because she was throwing up. Yeah. And we thought maybe the first time she'd been in a car. I mean, maybe she'd been to a vet. Mm. But other than that, maybe the first time she'd been in a car. And this is a long ride. Yeah. So she was throwing up, you know, start off with. But then, then got that settled uh, an hour or so into the ride. 
And after that, she was great. I mean, she slept most of the way, slept mm-hmm. off and on. Um, so it really wasn't that bad. She did really well. That's awesome. I was nervous about that because I know we had our dog, and we took her back out to Longview. And when we were coming back, she did. She seemed fine. You yeah. know, she was kind of laid real close to the floor, real still. But when we got home, man, it was like game over. Oh, she, really? She yeah, made up for all. She was got very car sick, and she was throwing up everywhere. Oh. So I got nervous for y'all thinking about, yeah. you know, that's a long drive. I know, I know. And for a puppy, you know, exactly. 12 weeks old, who, again, maybe had never been in a car before. Right. Um, but uh, she did really well. She was a trooper, and uh, that was a lot of miles. And, again, Chris and Marianne were just terrific. It was great to meet them. They were kind of – they were out in the country, mm-hmm. and, and, like – at first, I thought we were going to Atlanta, but it's past Atlanta. And right. Chris told me they're like 20 miles from Athens is how far they wow. were. And uh, and speaking of Athens, normally on a trip like this, I like to make a little, you know, a few side yeah. detours and see some stadiums and, you know, ballparks mm-hmm. and things like that. We did none of that. <laughs> I mean, it was straight to get the dog and straight back. And that includes coming right through Tuscaloosa. And there were no side trips in Tuscaloosa either. Have you been to either one of those stadiums? Have you ever seen uh, I've been to Athens. We played Georgia way, way back. Uh, Tuscaloosa, no. And Baylor played Alabama. What year was that? 79, maybe? Mm-hmm. I did not go to okay. that game. So I haven't been to that stadium. I've been to Birmingham, Legion Field in right. Birmingham, but not to uh, Bryant-Denny in, uh, in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, that's one of those spots that seems like you have to see eventually. Yeah. Whether you like them or not, it's just yeah. a historic thing. Oh, yeah, sure. Pretty and, awesome. And normally on this trip, I would, you know. Right. Let's yeah. do a little side trip here just to see it. Yes. But <laughs> there was none of that. It was all dog this trip. So, that's new member of the Morris house, and everybody's doing well, and she slept really well the last two nights at home. So, we're all getting used to each other. We got one dog, Brinkley, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Brinkley and Annie are getting to know each other, and it's good so far. That's good because, you know, it could be a bad thing, but, you know, as long as they're getting along, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) They're getting along swimmingly, so it was fun. So that was our uh, weekend, basically. Got back on Saturday and kind of the holiday, the 4th of July, kind of got lost because we were Mm -hmm. doing all this, you know, and then wrapped up and taking care of her when we got back. Watched some fireworks on TV. That was about it, but uh, that was was it. We sat on our... Uh, back balcony and we watched some of the fireworks and there was some people down our cul-de-sac that had some going on and then you know like around the neighborhood you could see them and i never even thought about our dog because yeah, this is new you know i'm not used to having a dog and it was her first go around with this and she's already on edge and she's real protective and you know so when that first one went off she's like popped up it was just looking oh, really? she's like what the heck is that what's going on but it was like once she realized that we weren't in danger and it wasn't nothing coming close to her, she kind of settled down and yeah. settled in. But it could have been really bad, but it worked out well for us. That's good. Yeah, there are a lot of animals that really get spooked um, by fireworks. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know that was a factor in our neighborhood as well over the weekend. Yeah, my wife was saying that she kept seeing posts about people saying, you know, watch your dogs and make sure they're chipped and right. everything in case they're running away. And it just, for whatever reason, never even crossed my mind. Right. <laughs> All right. Hope everybody had a safe 4th of July weekend. Uh, We'll take a break. Back with more in just a moment. What is today? It's July 6th. What is that? Two months from today is the scheduled kickoff for Baylor football. Uh, We'll look at the timeline when we come back a little bit later. Let you hear from Coach Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach. Part of our most recent Sikkim podcast, Coach Rod with Derek Smith. Some great stories from uh, Coach Rod. All that ahead, John Morris Show off and running on a Monday, beginning a new week. Brought to you by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Also brought to you by Diamore Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. 
Where we go gets engaged. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a warm and muggy start to the day with temperatures starting out in the mid-70s across central Texas. Skies will be mostly cloudy all morning with a chance of isolated showers before noon. Highs will reach the mid-90s today with another chance of rain in the late afternoon and early evening. Tonight, temperatures will drop down to around 76 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. Skies will be partly cloudy on Tuesday with highs in the mid-90s once again and a 30% chance of rain. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 539 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. With more than 160,000 alumni worldwide and counting, the Baylor family is growing. And through the university's expanded Baylor alumni program, the family is growing closer. With hundreds of local volunteers planning events in cities and towns around the country, you can gather with fellow Bears no matter where you are. So get connected. Get something started, get involved, and make plans to get together with Baylor alumni. Visit us at baylor.edu slash alumni. Snap to Sanders. Ooh, he's hemmed in. Oh, he, oh, dropped. he dropped the football. That's a touchdown. It's picked up. Terrell Bernard will run it in for a touchdown. Ball popped out of the hands of Spencer Sanders. He turns it over. Terrell Bernard scooped it up and scored for the Bears. 17-yard return for a touchdown, and Baylor leads by 10. Your home for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys the peace of being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit Marineland Way Yamaha.com. Now more than ever, we all need a strong immune system. Healthy diet along with the right supplements help support your immune system, specifically multivitamin and vitamin D. Dallas' own Cooper Clinic recommends vitamins to improve the quality and quantity of its patients' lives. Use coupon code IMMUNE20 on coopercomplete.com to get 20% off any purchase. That's IMMUNE20 at coopercomplete.com for 20% off. Make Cooper part of your daily regimen and support that immune system.
Back with us, John Morris Show on this Monday morning, brought to you in part by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Fiat, it's full speed ahead. At your friends in the car business, Alan Samuels, drive forward is the attitude, and they're feeling it in everything they do at Alan Samuels. They're ready to do business with you and your family. They can do it uh, remotely, alansamuelsdcj.com. You can shop, apply, and buy online, or you can go in person, uh, and they will make sure that you are safe. They are abiding by all safety regulations and a safe, clean environment, sanitized for your safety. The staff is 100% on board to give you a safe experience. So have no concerns there so you can shop and buy in person or online. The annual summer clearance event is officially underway with amazing factory incentives plus special factory financing from Chrysler Capital as well. Great opportunities there. Uh, either uh, online at alansamuelsdcj.com or call 254-772-1000 and they can deliver a test drive vehicle to your home or business at no charge. Now more than ever, Alan Samuels is your friend in the car business. Drive forward. John Morris, Garrett Ross in studio on this Monday morning. It is July 6th, and that hit me this morning. Sixth uh, day of July means mm-hmm. two months from today is the scheduled kickoff for Baylor football versus Ole Miss at NRG Stadium in Houston. That's going to be one of the most intriguing matchups to me, I, and I'm looking forward to it. you got both new staffs coming in, and you don't really know what to expect from either one, so you're going to have a lot of, like, Early on, it'll probably be kind of shaky, you know, people getting the rust off, but it's going to be a fun matchup, and I really hope we get to see this game. Yeah, I do too. I hope it happens as scheduled, 62 days away officially from today, and uh, like you said, two new coaching staffs for both teams working under these conditions, Uh, and today uh, was a date... Let's see, today was originally from the Big 12. Today was a day when uh, basketball student athletes Mm -hmm. uh, could come back to practice or or come back to campus and begin voluntary workouts. Well, that has been pushed. That is not happening today. Uh, All other sports, uh, um, football is already here, but volleyball and soccer and cross country, that has been pushed to later in the summer as well. So, uh, you know, we're starting to hit some dates now that uh, were on the original calendar Mm -hmm. as allowable to be on campus for the voluntary workouts, but now being pushed a little bit further. So I wonder, that's got to be taking into consideration that it was 4th of July weekend and, you know, all the precautions, knowing people are going to gather. I mean, that's got to play into that. I think so, too. I, I think uh, it, it'll be – it'll really be interesting to see kind of the test results that come mm. out of this weekend because I, I think – I don't know this. Uh, I think that the football guys had a few days off right. over the 4th of July weekend. So probably they went home unless they were advised, don't go home, stay here. I, see, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not, I haven't talked to them. I don't know that. I haven't talked to our coaches or, or trainers or uh, Kenny Boyd lately. But if they did go home, mm-hmm. you know, then, then when they come back, what, you know, what kind of condition are they going to be in? See, and that's the tricky thing. And I, I, th- I would hope that when you bring them in, they treat this like the, like the bubble scenario for yeah. the NBA, right? Once you're here, you're here to yeah. stay. And I know, I, I believe they had a drive through barbecue. They're, they're picking up some of the players from doing that over the weekend. Oh, really? Cool. Uh, yeah, down at the school. So yeah. I, I pretty, I 
feel like a lot of them probably did stay here, even if they were given the option, but that is something to keep an eye on. Yeah. And maybe uh, maybe the guys on their own said, hey, this would be better for us. This would be safer if we all stay here. Yeah. Maybe they did that. I don't know. I mean, that's one way to hold each other accountable. Yeah. You know, just make sure, you know, hey, we got to do this. We want to play football. We need to stay here and, you know, be safe as possible. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, so those dates are uh, coming on the horizon. Uh, and today, again, two months from today is the scheduled kickoff for Baylor football versus uh, versus Ole Miss, the game at NRG Stadium in Houston. And, yes, it's it's been moved to a Sunday. It was originally September 5th, but moved to Sunday, September 6th. We still don't have a game time, kick time for that. Uh, but hopefully it happens as scheduled. Man, can you imagine the chess match that's going to be? Yeah. Lane Kiffin offense, Dave Aranda <laughs> defense. That's just going to be a fun matchup. That's fun. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's a great, uh, it's a great way to open the season and ESPN thought so also. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why they moved it to a Sunday to give it a pretty good slot. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely going to get all eyes on that. That's a good way to close out the weekend, you know, open it up, and then you don't have a great matchup to close it out where you're going to get all eyes on it. Yeah. You know, just just make the most of that weekend in general. Yep, hope it happens. I do hope it happens. I trust that it will, but uh, now two months away from the scheduled kickoff for Baylor football. All right, uh, we mentioned uh, went through a weekend without baseball. Fourth of July weekend without baseball. Isn't that strange? It's really odd. You yeah. know, one time, <laughs> I drove by this house uh, the other day on the way home, and I immediately thought of you, and I think I, I, think I went back to last year's <laughs> Bunting. Bunting. Yes, yes. I seen a house with Bunting. Yes. I just remember, great. you know, Chris being in here and putting up we the things. Bunting we had in bunting. the studio. <laughs> it was just, it was one of those moments that just triggered that and it just all came together. That's like a great. nice flashback. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, it, us being gone, I didn't have a chance to put the right. bunting out at our house or I would have done it, man. I know right where it is. I know the box it's in, but That's I didn't funny. get it out. Bunting for the 4th of July. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no baseball over the weekend except maybe the Korean variety, but uh, after a break, let you hear a little bit from Coach Steve Rodriguez, Baylor's head baseball coach, played in the majors and shared some of those stories in our most recent Sikkim podcast with Derek Smith. Let you hear a portion of that when we come back. So stay with us. John Morris, Garrett Ross in studio here on ESPN Central Texas. At Baylor University, students can shine in their own way. Or should we say their own ways? Because there's no limit to the ways Baylor students make the world a brighter place. Whether they're leading a student organization or following a higher calling, getting advice from faculty, or taking part in world-class research, pursuing their dreams, or working toward their dream job, students find their place to shine at Baylor, where lights shine bright. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. When this man's on the hotline, we drop everything. It is Brad Shelton, the athletic director at Midway. I will say this, if I were playing, I would suddenly get some symptoms the week before the Duncanville game. <laughs> just just know that. Well, would it be inappropriate to, to, to send one or two up there that have been exposed just to hang out? This classic Matt Mosley Show moment is brought to you by Central National Bank. Bank different, bank central. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show Monday through Friday, 3 to 6. 
Main Street is more than just a place. It's a state of mind. It's a place where neighbors help each other. When you need insurance, talk to your local insurance agent at the Nietzsche Group. They're right here, part of the community, and proud to be local insurance agents serving Main Street America. To them, you're never a policy number, you're a neighbor. The Nietzsche Group is ready to discuss your personal, commercial, benefits, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. That's 1-800-258-8302. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? Being a member of the Air Force Reserve. It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. And the experience, education, and other benefits you receive can enhance your civilian career and your life. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. To find out about local job opportunities with the Air Force Reserve at Joint Base San Antonio Lackland or Naval Air Station Joint Reserve Base Fort Worth, call 800-257-1212 or go to afreserve.com. Sponsored by the Air Force Reserve and aired in cooperation with the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 6, Saturday 8 to 5. According to Jeff Wilson from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, both Rangers Joey Gallo and Ronald Guzman are still going through the COVID-19 pre-camp screening. Both players were missing from the first two days of summer workouts that led many to believe their players had failed their test. As of right now, Guzman can be at the ballpark but not on the field while Joey Gallo cannot. Also, no Ranger players have opted out of the shortened 60-game season. In TBT hoop action, 14th-ranked Team Heartfire, led by former Baylor players Isaiah Austin, Quincy Miller, and Tweedy Carter, lost to the men of Mackey 85-79 in the first round of the tournament, eliminating them from action. Coming up today on Unnecessary Roughness with Ward Whites and me, we'll talk to Rihanna Walker from The Athletic at 12.30 to discuss the Washington Redskins and the possibility of them changing their name. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. This is the John Morris Show, proudly presented by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. You know, I, I was a, just an okay hitter, so a foul ball, I fouled off a lot of balls, but the smell of the wood bat after a foul ball was like burning wood, um, you know, and so you'll see that sometimes when a guy will foul a ball off and they'll smell their bat because they want to smell the burning wood. It's a weird thing, but it's true. Now, back to today's JMO Radio Show. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Monday morning. John Morris, Garrett Ross in studio. Hey, we're pleased you're with us wherever you're listening, where, uh, whether you're listening live or on the podcast after the fact. Stuart White over in uh, Atlanta uh, tunes in, I know, on a regular basis. Stuart, I'm sorry we couldn't get with you. On our trip over to Georgia this weekend, would have loved to have done so, but uh, appreciate you tuning in. Coach Steve Rodriguez in the rejoined. Uh, thought you might want to hear a little bit from him, uh, maybe scratch that baseball itch a little bit. Coach Rod, the uh, guest on our most recent Sikkim podcast. You can get that at uh, BaylorBears.com, really anywhere you find your podcasts. This one uh, hosted by Derek Smith. He did a long sit-down interview with Coach Rod, uh, a major 
your portion of that talking about Coach Rod's days in professional baseball. And uh, here is uh, one portion of that uh, talking about uh, what Coach Rod remembers about his major league debut. <laughs> um, this is actually funny, and it's more of an embarrassing thing. Um, and I told our players this this year because things just happen, and sometimes it's out of your control. But my first big league at bat was against the White Sox. I think Kirk McCaskill was pitching. Um, I want to say we were losing bad. And it was absolutely freezing in Boston, freezing. And, they, and it was like the eighth inning. And they said, hey, you're going to pinch hit. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm trying to get loose, you know, after I've been sitting for like four hours. And I'm like, okay, I got to find a way. So all of a sudden, adrenaline's kicking. You know, mm-hmm. adrenaline is moving. So inside, I, I'm warm, but my limbs are not. And so I go up, and I want to say I hit a ground ball to second base, and I, I can't feel my legs because it's so cold. And so I'm running to first base, and I hit first, and I trip. And I, like, somersault over first base. And I'm like, my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, I, like, I can't even run to first base without falling down type of thing. But um, so that was kind of, like, the first thing that I was like, okay, well, that's an interesting – a way to kind of introduce myself to these guys. I'm going to be the guy that falls down all the time on the, on the field. But, uh, but no, those, uh, that was like my first introduction. And when you see um, like facing some guys who I, I mean, I collected their baseball cards. I, I, you know, I, you always saw them on TV, some amazing things, seeing how strong they were, seeing how big they were, uh, seeing, watching them do things that I did, but doing it significantly better. Like watching Mark Witten throw was one of the most magnificent things I've ever seen. Uh, just being able to pick a ball up and throw it 400 feet on a line was, was unbelievable. Um, and watching guys like throw as hard as they did and watching, I remember uh, watching Mark McGuire hit three home runs against Zane Smith um, in Boston. And I remember the scouting report uh, before that game, we would all sit down, we were playing the A's and Conseco was on our team, obviously at the time. And, uh, Zane Smith was pitching a lefty and, and so we're sitting there going through the sky report hey where do you want to play this guy how are we going to pitch this guy and I remember we got to McGuire and Ken Seiko goes walk him just walk him don't let him do any damage just put him on base let someone else do the damage and everybody's like, okay seriously he's like no seriously just walk him and uh, and sure enough he ends up hitting three home runs or uh, I think it was three home runs that day and and afterwards, he's like, I told you, you just should have walked him. <laughs> and so it was kind of a funny thing. But those were the things when you see guys uh, that powerful and, and, and that control of their body, being able to do the things that many of us don't have the opportunity to see or do uh, is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Coach Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach, uh, again, part of our most recent Sikkim podcast. Another great story he tells was uh, he, he came up with the Red Sox, was with the Red Sox, and then with the Detroit Tigers. Mm-hmm. He's playing with the Tigers against the Baltimore Orioles, and uh, it's one of my favorite stories uh, I've heard from him. He ends up playing uh, tic-tac-toe in the dirt, the infield dirt, with Cal Ripken, Jr., Yes, uh, it was with Detroit. Um, it was the end of the season. It was the last weekend of the year um, in 95. And it was Sparky Anderson's last, uh, last managerial position. Uh, he, was, he told all of us he was going to be retiring. It was going to be his last year. It was very emotional. Uh, so, and that was the same, the same year that uh, Alan Trammell and uh, Lou Whitaker announced that that was going to be their final. That was like their farewell tour. Uh, along that same route as well. And so it was just a really kind of cool, emotional, uh, having Travis uh, or uh, 
Alan Trammell and Lou Whitaker being together for 20 years, which is just unheard of. Uh, and then, you know, obviously being, being able to be coached by Sparky Anderson was just an amazing thing. Uh, but in that, in that last weekend, you know, I got, uh, I was kind of going in for Lou Whitaker. Like they would start the game, they would get in that bath, they'd get their standing O from all the stadium uh, stadiums we played in. And then they would put myself and Chris Gomez in to, to, to play different positions for those two guys, uh, just depending on when they came up in the lineup. And, uh, and so I had the opportunity to go and play shortstop that day because uh, I think Chris was playing second base that day. So I went in to play short. And uh, I remember seeing a big tic-tac-toe sign uh, in the six hole. And I remember looking over like, what, what's this? And I remember uh, Cal Ripon going, come on, come on, let's go. And so uh, we ended up going to a Caps game, but it was just, uh, it, it was just a funny, uh, it was just a funny opportunity because I'm sitting mm -hmm. there, you know, playing against the Iron Horde guy who just breaks the record. Yeah. He just broke the record that year uh, for the most consecutive games. And I'm sitting here playing tic-tac-toe with him <laughs> in front of 55,000 people at Camden Yards. That's pretty cool. Is there any pressure in playing tic-tac-toe in front of everybody <laughs> with, uh, with Cal Ripken? <laughs> well, I wasn't so concerned about that as opposed yeah. to like, man, I got to figure out what I'm doing over here. You know, and just it was just really funny because, you know, like I would sit there and I'd go, okay, where are we with this game? And, and you kind of look at it, you put your X or your O, and then, you know, you get you try to get yourself situated. But what's funny is the grounds guys didn't, like, mess it up. They kind of kept the game going where it was. And it was just kind of funny. funny. It, was just, it was just a neat thing that, uh, you know, pretty proud to say I got a chance to do that. Mm -hmm. Isn't that great? Isn't that a great That's story? Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> exactly. <really> awesome. <laughs> and you wonder, uh, you know, I wonder if anybody in the stands would have noticed that. Probably not. Cause I, mean, I mean, it's common to see players, you know, reach down or, you know, yeah, just yeah, do yeah. things. But yeah. you never think. Like there's a game behind it. And I'm pretty <laughs> right. sure that happens a lot. We just never realize. I know it. what kind of things like that happen that we we really never know about. I think it's really awesome that the grounds people knew. Like, hey, don't mess this. And up. And they didn't mess we're it just up. Gonna, yeah. We'll get everything else, but we're leaving this alone. Cal Ripken Jr. <laughs> yes. That's great. That is a great story. Uh, so that's Coach Rod. Here's one more. Derek asked him, uh, "What would, uh, from what he knows now about baseball and about uh, you know getting to the major leagues, playing major league baseball?" Ball, what he knows now, what we, would he have told a 25-year-old uh, Steve Rodriguez if he could go back and tell him now? I, I tell people this all the time. I think I got to the big leagues too quick. I know that sounds really weird, um, but, I mean, I had, like, maybe a couple weeks my first year in 92. Uh, I had a full season in 93, uh, half of a double-A season in 94, and half of a triple-A season in 94, and then I was in the big leagues the next year. So, I mean, I, I rush through the minor leagues. I tell people all the time, like, I got there too fast just because I just did things as hard as I could. I played as hard as I could. I think that what got me there. But once I got to that level, I really had to learn the game or know the game. And, and just not in regards to, like, understanding where to throw the ball or what to expect and anticipation of different plays, but just how pitchers would set you up, the different nuances and the intricacies that go along with playing the game the way it's supposed to be played. And, and how they learn different things. And that's the stuff that I didn't know. And so those are the things that I think I needed to learn that I wasn't able to do once I got up there. And so when I got set back down, I was able to learn a lot of those things for, for the next couple of years. And then when I was with the Expos, man, I was having a really good year and I was hitting the ball well. And I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get this. And I never got that other opportunity. And that's why I tell them, I go, sometimes, you know, you want that extra opportunity because, hey, like I'm starting to figure this out. Now's my a chance to get it. And I never got it. And that, so that was, that was kind of frustrating 
um, and those things. And so what I would tell, like, you know, that's why I try to uh, preach to our guys right now, learn this game and learn different things because, you know, your talent will get you to a certain level, but, you know, there's going to be some time when you're going to need to know some things that are really going to help your talent. And those are the things that I think I wish I would have been able to take along the way because I was lear I knew the game really well, but those were the intricacies that I think could have really helped me if I would have had a better opportunity. Because I remember uh, asking guys like uh, Wes Chamberlain and Willie McGee and guys who I play in the minor leagues with, I'm like, hey, teach me something. What do I need to learn? And Willie McGee, the famous, I mean, for a guy who could absolutely fly, I mean, he could really run. Um, and I just, he just goes, just remember, you can't strike out if you don't get two strikes on it. And in my head, I was like, okay, that's, that's your bit of information for me, huh? But what's funny is so true for a guy like him who could really run, you know, he would just say, you're, you're doing your team and yourself a disservice if you strike out. Because if I hit the ball on the ground, that guy's got to pick it up and then he's got to throw me out. And a lot of things have to happen. And, and with my speed, I like that chance. But if I strike out, you know, none of that has to happen. So it was just interesting because that was kind of his mindset was never get the two strikes. I was like, okay, good tip. Again, Coach Steve Rodriguez uh, on the Sikkim podcast. Uh, this one hosted by Derek Smith. The entire podcast is out there and available wherever you uh, find your podcast. Subscribe, Sikkim podcast. It's available on the web, also at Baylor Bears. Com. I like that story because it shows the importance of development, you know, in those leagues. Because a lot of the times, I, I, th I think this might be probably, probably underappreciated, you know, how long people, their journey to get to the major leagues. Yeah. Like, why aren't they there? Why aren't they there? But there's so much to baseball, mm -hmm. these little details that that development is key. Yeah, really good point there. And, uh, boy, it is a journey to get there. He did that and uh, has some great stories. And baseball guys – to me, baseball guys have the best stories yeah. because they've got so much time, you know, in practice, during games, long season, and they've just got some great stories. So great uh, job there by Derek Smith to sit down with Coach Rod and get him to tell some of those stories. Yeah, and I mean, they got a lot of downtime, too, with the travel. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, there's no telling what you're going to get into. <laughs> I know, so, exactly. Always have the best stories. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Got some uh, basketball news to share with you. We've got that and more when we come back. We're glad you're with us on this Monday morning. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex realtor amanda in the top one percent in the caldwell banker world she is uh she knows this market so very very well and she can help you here whether you're buying or selling or can help you anywhere in the world she's a global luxury specialist that means she's got the uh, chops to help you with anything anywhere that you need check it out amanda cunningham caldwell banker apex realtor you can give her a call at 254-495-0338 or just Google search Amanda Cunningham. That'll get you to her Facebook page and contact information and testimonials there as well. Just uh, Google search Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. 
Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. With more than 160,000 alumni worldwide and counting, the Baylor family is growing. And through the university's expanded Baylor alumni program, the family is growing closer. With hundreds of local volunteers planning events in cities and towns around the country, you can gather with fellow Bears no matter where you are. So get connected, get something started, get involved, and make plans to get together with Baylor alumni. Visit us at baylor.edu slash alumni. Recently on the John Morris Show. And we welcome in uh, Shehan Jeraja from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Yes, I did. So I got a chance to talk to Dave Aranda. I got a chance to talk to Larry Fedora, Charlie Brewer. Uh, it got some really great stuff from them. You know, it, it, the thing that's funny about Dave Aranda is that I know that a lot of people are going to kind of compare him to Matt Rule personality-wise. But, like, I know that he's not the loudest guy, and he's not obviously the rah-rah guy, but he is such a great person to talk football with. You know, he's so honest. He's so forthcoming. He's somebody who really wants you to try and understand what he's trying to say and where he's trying to go. And and I think that he's one of my favorite interviews, I think, actually, that I did. Which, But I think that his knowledge of football is incredible. And I think you pair that with Larry Fedora, who, who I also get to speak to. I'm, the John Morris Show, weekdays at 9 a.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Automatic Chef Canteen is a full-service micro-market vending and office coffee provider with state-of-the-art vending equipment. They offer custom-fitted micro-market vending and office coffee solutions for your employee break room. Locally owned and operated for over 50 years in Central Texas, including in-house mechanics on call 24-7 for fast, reliable service and maintenance. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco or online at automaticchefcanteen.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 6, Saturday 8 to 5. According to Jeff Wilson from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, both Rangers Joey Gallo and Ronald Guzman are still going through the COVID-19 pre-camp screening. Both players were missing from the first two days of summer workouts that led many to believe their players had failed their test. As of right now, Guzman can be at the ballpark but not on the field while Joey Gallo cannot. Also, no Ranger players have opted out of the shortened 60-game season. In TBT hoop action, 14th-ranked Team Heartfire, led by former Baylor players Isaiah Austin, Quincy Miller, and Tweedy Carter, lost to the men of Mackey 85-79 in the first round of the tournament, eliminating them from action. Coming up today on Unnecessary Roughness with Ward Whites and me, we'll talk to Rihanna Walker from The Athletic at 1230 to discuss the Washington Redskins and the possibility of them changing their name. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Back with us, final segment, John Morris Show on this Monday morning. John Morris, Garrett Ross, brought to you by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Uh, Garrett uh, pointed out the uh, the ballot is out there right now for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, the 2021 class. Uh, you can become a voting member if, uh, if you are a member of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Go to www.tshof.org, and you can get information there. But uh, Baylor, uh, Baylor product Sophia Young is uh, on the ballot, uh, played, for, uh, played for Baylor, obviously, All-American career here, and then the San Antonio Silver Stars, so a great career in the state of Texas, both collegiately and uh, professionally for Sophia Young. It really is, and it's good to see her get in, and you know, all of her accomplishments finally come, you know, make full circle so it's really awesome and congratulations to her yeah and so she's a she's a candidate she's on the ballot but listen to this ballot i mean sophia is great uh-huh. i would i would vote for her but listen to these other men and women that are are listed uh, joe beaver from professional rodeo leroy burrell track and field university of houston uh mark cuban he's done pretty yeah. well for himself dallas mavericks owner phil dawson the former kicker for ut donald driver football uh, green bay packers Cammie Etheridge had a great career, uh, basketball, University of Texas. Priest Holmes and Michael Huff uh, played football at the University of Texas. Charlotte Jones is uh, a candidate. Uh, football administration is how she's listed with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Johnson, Waco High product, uh, football, University of Texas. Derek is uh, on the ballot for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Joe Lombardi, girls basketball coach. Uh, Colt McCoy, football, University of Texas. Roy Oswalt, uh, Astros pitcher. Carly Patterson, Olympic gymnast. Uh, Stacy Sikora, volleyball, Texas A&M. Demarcus Ware, Cowboys. Wes Welker, uh, football, uh, Texas Tech. Krista Williams, uh, softball, University of Texas. And then uh, an Olympic softball pitcher as well. Uh, we mentioned Sophia Young from Baylor and the San Antonio Silver Stars and Sergey Zuboff, uh, hockey for the Dallas Stars. Tell me that. Tell me you couldn't have all of those. I mean, that's just the list of candidates. And tell me they're not all worthy of being in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. They really are. That's a phenomenal class. And, you know, I don't know how many they're going to take in. I, yeah. I, but, I mean, that's going to be tough to pick. And, you know, you'd hate to be left out, but. Man, that's a that's a solid group. That's a lot of Longhorns on there too. There are. <laughs> I was sitting there, you kept naming. I was like, man, this is Longhorn heavy. <laughs> yeah, this nomination group. Uh, yeah, they they like to burn orange. Yeah, but I mean, you can't fault any of those no. guys. I mean, they're all legitimate candidates. That's the uh, that's the regular ballot. There's also a veterans ballot. Mm-hmm. So these are uh, men and women from a little further back. Listen to these guys, Bob Beeman. Uh, Olympic uh, track and field. Uh, he he jumped at UTEP. Uh, Robert Brazil was a, a big time linebacker. Houston Oilers. Cecil uh, Cecil Cooper. Uh, Brewers and Astros. Jose Cruz with the Houston Astros. Uh, Johnny Lamb Jones, University of Texas. Keith Moreland, baseball at UT. 
Uh, I would I would vote for Keith Moreland as well. Uh, Mike Renfro, receiver for TCU, the Oilers, and the Cowboys. Johnny Rowland played football for the Cardinals. Tracy Saul uh, either lives here in Waco or has lived mm-hmm. here in Waco. I'm not sure if he's still here, but uh, Tracy played uh, out at Texas Tech. Um, Annette Smith Knight, basketball, University of Texas. Rosie Walker, basketball, Stephen F. Austin, and Charlie Waters, uh, football safety for the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, that's another good group. So when you start trying to name the best of the best, the Hall of Famers for the yeah. Texas Sports Hall of Fame, man, that's a tough job. I really enjoy it because there's a lot. There's a lot of times when these names will come up, and I'm like, oh, huh, I forgot they were from Texas. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's just so many people, so many great athletes in all sports, and it's just a really unique experience to see that come together. Yeah. So uh, that's the ballot, and you have until July 15th to vote if you're a member, of, or you can become a member. Um, just go to tshof.org, and you can get details there on becoming a voting member for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and lots of other benefits that go along with that. So a uh, great group there. And uh, Sophia Young, Sophia Young Malcolm now, she's married, uh, is one of the candidates for the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, you found a uh, good note about Baylor basketball. Yes. Tell us. Well, they had the heart on the team heart fire played. Oh, yeah. And they didn't get the victory. But, yeah, yeah. they had a lot of Baylor players you know, on that team, but uh, yeah, they come up short. But that was one thing I'd seen. Yeah, no, I thought you were talking about the CBS Sports. Oh yeah, top five. Yes. Yeah, for, for that one. <laughs> no, yeah, CBS Sports. They dropped their their top five, and Baylor is ranked number two behind Gonzaga. Number two. So yeah, I mean, it's early, but they're definitely up there, and you know, they're. I think they're going to be. I think that's pretty much about right. You know, they're going to be in the top three once it you know all shakes out. That's amazing, man. I mean, it really is. It's, it's one of those way too early top 25 yeah. polls, but Baylor, I've seen several, and now this one is CBS Sports, that Baylor is uh, very prominently mentioned. The one that really caught me off guard was uh, having Iowa in there. At top. Yeah. I never think of Iowa as – I don't even think I've seen them ranked in the top 10 that I've yeah. paid attention to, but, you know, obviously they got something going on i got to see there. what they have coming back. So it was, ba- it was Gonzaga, Baylor, Baylor uh, Virginia, Virginia, somebody else, and Iowa were the top five – in that CBS Sports. Yeah, Gonzaga, Baylor, Virginia, Villanova, and Iowa. Villanova, that's it. Very cool. All right, so good to know there. Watch for that. Uh, let's mention some birthdays here on the 6th day of July. It's Carla Smith Crow's birthday. Carla Smith, uh, when we were in school together at Baylor, happy birthday to uh, her. Uh, Marvin Callie's birthday today, a former Baylor football player. Uh, Jan Dodd's birthday is today. A lot of you folks know Jan, worked at Baylor for many years. And uh, better half of Charlie Dodd. Happy birthday to Jan today. Um, That's it for today. Let's go back to yesterday, the 5th of July, Dustin Davison's birthday. Kellen Coleman works with us in uh, athletic communications. was KC's birthday yesterday. Uh, Paul Holder's birthday. Uh, Chad Conine for the uh, Waco Tribune Herald. Chad's birthday uh, was yesterday and let's see who else. Darius Thompson, uh, Darius' birthday was yesterday as well. Billy Feltner's birthday. Um, and uh, Robert Griffin the second, his birthday. Rob's dad 
His birthday was yesterday. Man, I seen a picture. I, I think uh, Robert shared it. And I it was, saw that same thing, yeah. When he was in his fatigue. Man, he looked just like him. I know. I Isn't like, that funny? I, I just had to do a double take I for know, a second. I know. I know. Isn't that great? <laughs> that was awesome. So, uh, Mr. Griffin, Robert Griffin uh, the second. Uh, his birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday to him. Love the Griffins. Uh, great family. And I think I told you we did... Oh, gosh, three or four, four, five, five or six years ago. I don't remember when we did uh, a series of Q&As with Mrs. Griffin, and it was uh, Raising RG3. So she and I did a Q&A, went around the state, and did did one in Houston and Dallas, one in Waco. I think that was it, just those three. But uh, it was really great. I mean, she was very well-spoken and had some great stories about how RG3 got to be RG3. Oh, that's pretty awesome because you know you're going to get some things from your mama that you know, they're going to be telling something on you. <laughs> that's there. right. That's right. And the capper to that story was, I know I've told this before, so apologize. The capper to that was uh, after Rob won the Heisman Trophy, uh, people kept giving me stuff, said, hey, could you get him to sign this? Right. <laughs> and I'd say, I, I will ask. I can't promise anything. I don't know how long it'll take, but I'll be glad to ask. So they would leave me this stuff. And it was jerseys, it was helmets, it was pictures, it was magazine covers. And I put it in a box, you know, and this box sat under my desk for, I want to say, six or seven years. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, he won the Heisman in 11, 2011. And I saw him, you know, several times during that stint, you know, in our building. And I said, hey, I've got some stuff in my office. People have asked for you to sign. Would you mind to come by? Yeah, yeah, I'll be right there. (laughs) (laughs) And it never happened. And uh, so one day his mom walks through our building and I say, Miss Griffin, let me ask you a question. And I told her the story and showed her the box. And she said, you send that. I will send you an address. You send that box and it will all be signed. And I Mm. said, yes, ma'am. Thank you. (laughs) It was (laughs) every bit of it. So I just boxed it up, sent it to the address uh, that she told me to. And uh, Rob signed every one of them and sent it right back. Yeah. That's the key. got him. (laughs) That's the key (laughs) right there. So uh, thank you, Mrs. Griffin, for that. And uh, those folks who uh, had asked for him to sign some stuff, they thank you also. Uh, let me see. Let me make sure I hadn't left anybody else off the list. I don't think I have. So happy birthday to those folks. Uh, coming up uh, later today on Unnecessary Roughness, uh, Q and Ward and Steven. They've got uh, Rihanna and Walker uh, from The Athletic uh, talking Redskins. Redskins and Cleveland Indians mm-hmm. are now talking very seriously about changing their mascot. I'm a lifelong Redskin fan, and I'm all for this. 100%. For changing? Yes, for changing. Okay. I'm 100%. And one thing I thought about was, because you know they initially came out and said they were going to do it, and then Cleveland come out later. So I was like, well, that's good, because Daniel Stoddard is stubborn beyond, I mean, <laughs> right. that's you know, putting it lightly. You're right. So when you have another team you know, facing the same situation, and if they change, then it's almost forcing you to. Yeah. But then I thought about the Chiefs in Kansas City. I understand it's not, it's, but still you're, right. you're treading on. Right. I don't know how you would want to word that, but are they going to be one that's going to have to change that as well? That's a really good point. Yeah, but uh, Redskins Redskins would tell you, and their staunch fans would tell you, that it's a tribute to, uh, to Native Americans, you know? But in these days, I think so many people look at it otherwise. Yeah, whether it's a tribute or not, I mean, that's you, if it is a tribute, you could have put it differently, yeah. I guess, you know? It, but I, and I know it's one of those things where some people, you know, whether they're 
some Native Americans might not be offended. Some will, yeah. you know, and then it's not just them in general. It's just everybody, you know, it's when you see that, you kind of know what it means. So you, it's, it's good for them to get away from it. And I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be strange though, isn't it? it will I, I wonder be. what they'll come up with. I've seen a lot. I've seen some ones come out there. One popular one that keeps coming up is the red tails. Oh yeah. And you know, having that, I could see, um, but are you going to change the, um, the whole color scheme? Are you going to keep the color scheme? None of that really matters. It's right. just aesthetics, but it's just something that goes along with that. But when you have people like FedEx who run your stadium saying, we're going to pull out Nike's taking all your products off the shelf and you have four major, uh, minority owners saying, hold yeah. up, we're not going to do this. Yeah. You're getting, you know, you're kind of getting forced into Absolutely. a corner. Yeah. And the Cleveland Indians are in the same boat, and they are all uh, heard Terry Francona this morning mm-hmm. saying, yeah, he's in favor of changing the name. And that's another thing is with the Redskins is Ron Rivera is all about it. You know, he's really putting an emphasis on it, and he would like it changed. He's been meeting with Snyder, which, you know, that's hard for coaches to do in Washington, <laughs> but he's been able to do it, and he would like it changed before the season gets underway. So wow. So, hopefully we'll see. Yeah. So find out more about that here from Rhiannon Walker from The Athletic uh, on at 12.30 today on Unnecessary Roughness. Scott Wright from the Oklahoman on at 1.30. Richard Justice, a great writer, MLB.com, is on at 2. All that on Unnecessary Roughness this afternoon. Then the Matt Mosley Show follows at 3. Lord willing, we'll be back with you tomorrow at 9. We appreciate you tuning in this morning. Have a great and safe day. And keep it here on ESPN Central Texas.